Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Glenn Wolf. I'm one of the pastors here at City Church, and we are in our final installment of our series entitled Moving Forward. We're also in our final Sunday at this airport campus because next Sunday we're moving to the Orange Campus. Come on. That's awesome. And, uh, and I just want to, uh, on the way out, want to remind you to grab some of these invite cards and invite everybody you know. Our service times next Sunday, we're only doing two services starting out at that new campus at 9 and 10.30. And the 8.30 crowd shouted when they said 9 a.m. Uh, when we announced that. So 9 and 10.30, make sure that you make yourself available to that. Of course, you do not want to miss the grand opening, and then your friends don't want to miss the grand opening. It's going to be exciting. And when it comes to the the Orange Campus. I want to give a couple updates here just to kind of let you know what's been done. This is our kids' environment there uh, inside. We painted both walls, and the kiosks are going to be going in this week. And we got we put a lot of money into our children and all the parents said amen. Uh, we are we are going to make sure we get that right. We did a build out at the back of the kids' sanctuary. That is all of that is start of a stage drop there. We got a stage uh, drop from uh, another church in the area about a year ago, and they got it from Nickelodeon. And so we're getting all that together, and so we're going to be redesigning that, and uh, that'll, that'll be all, of course, done this week in Jesus' name. And uh, we got, man, we just uh, we laid out all the landscaping, and it looks really, really good. Uh, and so uh, let's see what other photos we have here. This is the sanctuary. This is actually a couple, about a week ago, uh, the sanctuary. Now the screens are up. We got one of the, one of the speakers uh, in on one of the sides, so that's really coming together, and I think all the sound will be in by Monday, and then hopefully by the end of Friday, well, hopefully by Sunday, you'll be able to hear the band and the speaker as we uh, have service over there. This is our cafe area. As you see, we put in that hardwood kind of whatever you want to call that, like Starbucks kind of looking wall there. It looks really a great. Centerpiece did a great job there, and our interior d- designers are finishing that up, and this is the house. Uh, we repaved the whole back part got rid of this, uh, this the, the, there was a screened in porch back there that wasn't, wasn't very good, and so we got rid of that, and we renovated the whole inside, put hardwood floors in there, man, it just looks incredible, and if any of you have planted a plant, if you have painted a wall, if you've given a dollar, I just want to say thank you, I want to honor you, and for all of those that have put your blood, sweat, and tears into this thing, it's coming together, and it's really exciting, can we give all of them, yourself, a hand, come on, it's exciting. And this week is crunch time, so if you have any time at all, please give, even if it's just a few hours to vacuum a couple, a couple floors, there is a lot to do. Every project is still not completely done. There's not one thing that's actually done over there, but we are going to have service next Sunday in Jesus' name. So, uh, so anyway, we just want to say thank you to all of you that, that have helped and, and made this thing possible. Would you turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 8? Deuteronomy chapter 8. If you do not have a Bible, we will have it on the screen for you. And if you uh, don't have a physical Bible, if you have a smartphone, you can download the Bible app for free at your Android market or your, or your uh, the iPhone market. And it's just the Bible app. It's free. There's reading plans. I encourage you, man. The best thing you can do is get the Word in your life. And it is, truly is a lamp unto our feet. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I've entitled this message, Some Final Words. It's the last Sunday here. This is some final words that I want to share with you uh, this morning. Can we pray? Father, I thank you, God, for the word that's in front of us. We thank you, God, that you genuinely, you don't just want us to read your word. You want to speak to us. And so, Lord, we just uh, open our hearts and our minds to receive from you today. 
and we trust you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Obviously, we're physically moving forward this, uh, this, ne- this next Sunday, and there are a wide array of emotions that are in this room right now. And from my perspective as one of the pastors here, I get to see it because as, as, uh, as this, let's say this service, as you exit and I talk to many of you, one person will be extremely excited about the move and the next person is pretty sorrowful about the move. And I want you to know, I want to be very clear for you to take a deep breath and go, it's okay to feel the emotions that you're feeling. It's okay to feel a little bit vulnerable right now. It's okay to feel, to feel sorrowful about us leaving this property. We have had some amazing times at this campus. We have nothing negative to say about this campus. And for many of us in this room, this is where we have buried loved ones in this campus. And we have married loved ones in this campus. And we have, this is where we've, man, we've just had so many memories here. And I just want, I just want you to hear from our pastoral staff here that it's okay to feel those emotions. It's not okay to complain. It's not okay to get bitter, but it's okay to feel those emotions. And with those emotions, we need to run to God and, uh, and not, not from God. And so, and, and, and even within this, this is a, it's a faith step for us as a church, but it's not the first one that we've had. And in fact, we are not at this airport location if 10 years ago, the Longwood location of City Church didn't take a, state, a faith step and walked, literally volunteered themselves for a transition, uh, volunteered themselves for a little bit of vulnerability, volunteered themselves to walk into the unknown, and that congregation, because they made that decision, you and I now get to experience City Church for what it is today. And in the same way, God is now calling us to volunteer ourselves to walk into a transition. To volunteer ourselves for a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of unknown. A little bit, it's a faith step for us. But I firmly believe that as we do this, more and more people are going to know Jesus. And that's what makes me excited. That's what we're about here at City Church. And if you agree with me, just put your hands together. Come on. You, that's what we're about. And tra- transitions leave us vulnerable. My wife is on the front row. And uh, about a, 18 months ago, we had our first child. And if you've had a child, you know transitions are tricky. And that's maybe one of the biggest transitions you'll experience as a, as a family, right? And when you find out you're pregnant, well, not me, but when I found out my wife is pregnant, uh, right, there's all of a sudden you have all these emotions like, is the baby going to be healthy? Is this thing going to work out? What in the world are we doing? You know, like, I mean, how are we going to pay for this? I, how many butt creams are there? This is nuts, right? And like strollers and there's just, right? And then you don't know, like, like, is the baby going to be healthy? Is the mom going to be healthy? And there, you just, you're losing sleep. You don't know how it's all going to work out. And now that my son is 18 months old, I would, I would never trade the vulnerability for what I have with my child now. Right? And I, I believe the same thing is within our church today. There's some vulnerability. There's some unknown. There, hey, how is this all going to work out? What, is it going to be like it was? What is this thing going to look like? And I promise you, we're going to look back and go, I would have never traded that, vul- that season of vulnerability for what God is doing now. And, uh, and I'm just so sure of that. It, but but, I want, but it, either way, it, it requires us to experience a transition. And so what I want to just take a moment here and just say, what do you do when you experience a transition? What should a Christ follower do 
when you experience transition. And we all experience transition, whether it's personally transitioning into middle school, into high school, into college age, whatever that might be. Uh, You have kids. Our pastors are experiencing two major transitions today. They just married their firstborn. He has now transitioned out of the house, and we're transitioning properties all in the same weekend, right? So what do you do when you experience a transition? Well, two things is very simple here. We run to God, and we run to his word. And I know you might have wanted a more serious answer, but that is the serious answer. That's the theological, doctrinal answer. It doesn't need to get any more complicated than that. When we have a transition in our lives, we don't run to Oprah. We don't run to Dr. Phil. We don't run to the latest article on Facebook. Come on, don't get me started on that. We run to his word, and we run to God, right? And so today, that's exactly what I want to do. We're experiencing a transition, and we don't just need to hear from a speaker today, we need to hear from the Word of God today. And so I have you here at Deuteronomy chapter 8, and this is the final words that Moses gives the Israelites, a.k.a. God's people, before they cross over into the Promised Land. And these words are directly applicable to us today. And the first thing that Moses says in Deuteronomy chapter 8 is he says, Remember where you've been. Remember where you've been. Verse 2 of of chapter 8, Moses says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. You know what Moses was saying? Hey, God's people, hey, city church, let's not forget. Let's remember where we've been. Hey, do you feel the soles on your feet right now that you've had for the last 40 years? They're still intact because God has been with you. Come on, do you you remember when he fed us with manna that we didn't deserve? Do you remember when we didn't even know where it came from? Do you remember when he sent the ten plagues so that we could be out of the slavery in Egypt? Do you remember when when he parted the Red Sea so that we would have a way to get through? Come on, let's not forget what God has done. And I want to say the same thing to us today, church, is let's not forget what God has done at this property. And let's remember what God has done at this property because God has done some amazing things at this property. And even right now, maybe you could kind of go down memory lane and I want to encourage you this week. And, I, and for some of you, I want to just free you up. It's okay to go down memory lane. As we're moving forward, we're not forgetting what God has done here. And they're not in competition with one another. It's all God's narrative and it's all God's story, right? And so it's okay to look back on on Facebook and go, man, when was the first time I came to that campus? And maybe you can remember the first time you walked in here and you're not sure whether this thing's going to work out. And and, and maybe you can even think back. Remember the first time you walked into our restrooms and you're like, I'm not sure if I want to come back here anymore. (laughs) Right? And and, uh, you check in your kids for the first time. You remember that first time when your kids came back? They're like, we love church today. And you're like, thank you, God. Right? I mean, that's a big deal. When your kids fell in love with Pastor Chris. Remember the first time you fell in love with Pastor's sermons? All of a sudden, there was that kind of that moment where you're coming, you're really not sure, you're kind of looking at everybody like, this is crazy. And all of a sudden, you're like, this is home. You guys remember when we got new carpets in here? 
if you're new to our church, just don't even ask about the old carpets, okay? Uh, and if you know our pastor, he was the biggest advocate of us getting new carpets because he couldn't stand the fact that you had to walk into here to nasty carpets. And I remember Pastor's face, man, for Christina when he got those carpets in. He just thought Jesus returned, you know. It was so exciting. And, and if you've been over the journey of the last 10 years of this campus, this campus didn't always look like this, did it? We've done a great job. I mean, and we should not be running 700 people on a weekend at this campus. We don't deserve that. God has been so good to us. And man, you remember the time you came to Jesus here? For some of you, maybe, maybe you kind of were a prodigal. You kind of left maybe God a little bit. And you returned to God. And man, those moments at this altar... And man, I just, I just even talked to uh, a brother just two weeks ago, and he said, hey, last week you prayed for provision, and my wife got a $2 raise. Man, there's just so many, there's so many moments like that, you know, that, and guys, we just want to remember all the salvations that have taken place here, all the services, the conferences, the prayer meetings that have taken place here. God's been so good. And the second thing that God tells us to do through Moses is he, is, uh, is he says to appreciate where we're going. So first of all, we want to remember where we've been. But the second thing, if you're writing any notes down, we need to appreciate where we're going. Verse 6 says, Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to Him and revering Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Everybody say good land. A land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills. You know, they had been in a desert for 40 years. And they're about to cross over, not just to some water, but the best water. Not just some springs, but the best springs. And we believe that same thing with us. And you know what, what, you know what the underlying thing that Moses is saying here is, guys, this is a really good thing that's happening to us. And we need to appreciate what God is doing in this process. And I want to say to you here today, City Church, we need to appreciate what's happening here at this campus. This, and I, 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 I want to say this also. Many churches never get to experience what we're experiencing right now. We literally have seen a move of God in our church, in this, airport, in this location. And, and statistically, I don't want to speak this over any church, but statistically most churches go to a location and they die at that same location. But that's not us, is it? Well, it ain't us because we're moving next Sunday. But you know that ain't us even before we ever even got the building. There's a thriving spirit about our campus. There's a thriving spirit about who we are. We're not, we're not quitters. We're not giving in, and we ain't dying for nothing. We've got a tenacious spirit inside of us. It's called the Holy Spirit that wants to take ground in our, in, our, in our community, that wants to see the church of Christ flourish, that wants to see more people come to know Him, right? That's our, that's our heart. That's our personality. And, man, we just need to, we need to appreciate that. And I just even want to uh, acknowledge our pastors. We need to appreciate the man and woman of God that has been brought to us. We are so grateful for Pastor Eugene. And before we give them a hand, because in just a moment I want to, but we have pastors that are not just okay with just having us here. And if you're new to this campus, or if you're new to our church, our pastor's heart has always been you. I remember well, there's so many meetings that I've been with our pastors, but here's the truth. Most of us in this room are pretty focused on just raising our family. We're not focused on, on the rest of the community. And, I've, and I've, we've heard over and over, and through Bible college, we've heard if, if the pastor loses the heart of the community, the church will die. Because the truth is, is that most people want to focus on self. And I'm so thankful that our pastors are willing to lead the way and focus on people that aren't here yet so that the community 
is going to be changed. And I'm just thinking, I just had lunch with, or I had dinner, I have dinner with Pastor often. And then he was just, even as we were talking, he was talking about 10 years down the road. And I just, even as he's talking, I don't know about you, but I just kind of went into this other little thing. And I was just like, God, I'm so grateful for the leader that's not just focused on next year, but really focused on what my two-year-old is going to look like when he's 12. I'm serious. That's a big deal. And so can we give our pastors just a huge hand and we love them. It's awesome. It's awesome. And, man, and we just need to appreciate them and appreciate the staff and appreciate what God is doing. And, and, uh, and let me just give you a couple of steps on, on showing appreciation, not necessarily to our pastors, but to God. Number one is this, is we need to stay positive. Everybody say, stay positive. Come on, look to your neighbor, nudge him, say, tell him, stay positive. We got an incredible new building in front of us that you're going to see next week if you haven't seen it yet. Um, and so, but this is what's going to happen. You're going to come on the property and you're going to ask, you're going to ask yourself some questions. And even though I would like to tell you, you're not going to, you are. So let's just address it. Let's talk about it. You're going to go, why in the world did they do that? And then some other people are going to go, why didn't they do this? Right. And let me just address all that right up front. There are some things that we did specifically to save money. Um, there are other things we did very strategically that maybe won't make sense, but we felt like were absolutely important to the growth of our church and to the health of, uh, health of our community. And then there's a third thing where we probably just missed it. All right? And I'm sure that you're going to make us very aware that we've missed it, and that's okay. But what's not okay is for us not to stay positive about it, all right? And listen, you know us. We're going to get it right. It's going to happen. We're going to get the thing right. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm challenging you right now, and I'm empowering you. Let's have a grace for this season as we're moving. We've got to stay positive. And the Bible says in Philippians 2.14, Paul tells the church of Philippi, he says, do everything without grumbling and, complain, and arguing. Can we just say this together? You ready? Let's read it together. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Come on, let's do it one more time. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Okay, so next week. All right, let's just, this is what's going to happen. You, some of you have never been to the property. You have no idea where your kids are going to be dropped off. We'll have signage, but you're still going to be lost, all right? So guess what? You're just going to murmur under your breath. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. And then you're going to walk over to the kids' section. And, and we have all volunteers that work in almost every area of our church, right? And they're still learning all the equipment and how we're going to make all this stuff happen. So guess what? There's probably going to be a line outside the kids' area. And you're, you're, you're going to be wanting to get in church. You're a few minutes late, and you just need to lean over to your wife and go do everything without grumbling or arguing, right? And then you're going to come into the auditorium. And all of a sudden, pastor's going to come up. And for the first 30 seconds, it's going to sound like this. Right? Okay, that's, just know that's probably going to happen. We're going to do our best to make sure that doesn't happen, but it probably will. And you're just going to, let's just stay positive. Just grin at them go, man, whatever that was, that was probably good. Good, good, pastor, good. Right? And then there's going to, one of the screens isn't going to be probably right. And there's going to be a random light probably like shining on you. You know, you're like, oh my gosh. I'm, right? And just that stuff is going to take place next week. All right? And let's just stay positive about it. Let's appreciate the process. Let's just, enjoy, let's just enjoy it, all right? Let's, let's, I love what, what, what Paul says in Romans 12. He just says, man, let's just don't think of ourselves too heavily. You know, let's, just, let's have a light heart to this, to this process and this season. It's going to be good. And 
Second thing that we can do to show appreciation is be sensitive to others. And next week, we're all kind of like first-time guests, so we're all in this thing together, all right? So let's help each other out. We're not sure where bathrooms are and stuff. Man, let's just be positive. You see somebody that doesn't know where they're going, and especially we're probably going to have at least over 100 first-time guests next week, I would think, if not more. And for the next month, we're probably going to have four or 500 first-time guests. And so a lot of people aren't going to know where to go. Let's be sensitive to them and to others. And so they don't know where to go. Just grab their arm and go, I don't know where we're going either, but we're going to go together. And we're going to go, we're going to figure this thing out and we're going to make it happen. And, and uh, you know, so we want to be sensitive uh, to others that are, that are there. And uh, another thing I do, I do want to mention, and I want to challenge you with is that there might be a couple people in this room, and I haven't got a lot of wind of this, where you've really kind of in your heart just said, you know what, I'm not going over there. You know, and it might have even just said something like, you know what, they didn't, I'm not leaving them, they left me. The moment they, and can I just, can I speak to that just for a second? Uh, this is what I want to challenge you with. Uh, I'm not, I, I, I pray that no one doesn't go over. I mean, that is absolutely our heart. We don't want anybody to be here still. We want everybody to come and join this uh, this process as we're moving into this new chapter. But let me say this. If you feel that way, do this for me. Give me three months. Give this three months. And I want to challenge everybody in the room for the next three months, don't miss a Sunday. Do whatever you got to. Do vacation on a different time. Don't miss a Sunday. And if, and if after three months you go, no, this thing isn't for me, then okay. But if you made a decision today, don't let that happen. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm asking you to take three months and really allow, because there's no memories over there yet, right? All of our memories are here. But we've got to give ourselves some time to make some memories over there. We've got to give ourselves some time to really let this thing simmer in us. And so, and I want to empower you. If you hear anybody that says, man, I'm not going over there, and da 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 this, just say, hey, give them three months. Come on, join me. Come on, let's give them three months, and let's see how this thing go, un- unfolds. All right, can we do that? Will you do that with me? The third thing about showing appreciation is this, is that we should have fun. You know it's wrong for us not to have fun. God gave us a, a, a humor. He gave us laughter. It's wrong for us not to enjoy this season. It really is. Imagine if my wife and I didn't enjoy the season of, of our little one right now. My little two-year-old, man, he's a blast. Yesterday, for the first time, I was with some friends, and he learned how to blow bubbles by himself. And, I mean, it was just, you know, he's, he, he, like, ate the bubbles stuff first. And then, and, then, uh, and then finally got some bubbles out, and he just lost it. Bubbles! I'd be just excited, right? You know, it's wrong for me not to enjoy that season. It's just wrong. And for us to not enjoy this season, to be arguing and complaining and uptight, come on, that's not us. Let's not let that be us, man. Next Sunday, man, we're going to be excited. We're going to have fun. You know, Nehemiah, it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's our strength. It's where we find strength in him. And so, man, let's just stay joyful in the process. And the third thing that Moses tells us, the instruction, he says, remember where you've been. Appreciate where you're going. And the third thing is he says, never forget God. Never forget God. Verse 10 says this, When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, And when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. 
You would think in this moment, as Moses is speaking to his people, after all that God has done, that they would never forget God. You would think that it would be, it would be obvious that they should not forget God. You'd think it would be obvious that they would know that it was always God. Yet Moses is here very clearly articulating that, hey, do not forget God. And if we know the rest of the story, right, they did forget God. They did get proud. proud. They did get arrogant. They did get self-centered. And the Israelites, throughout that process, and God had to keep sending prophets to break down their arrogance and their pride. And I'm here to tell you, City Church, today, come on, let's never forget God. We've got to stay humble in this process. Uh, The 16th chapter of Proverbs, verse 18, says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. And I just want to say, like never before, man, this is a time for us to be humble. This is a time for us to be uh, God-centered. This is a time for us to give it all to Jesus. I know every time should be, but this absolutely is a moment in us where we've got to give all the glory to God. It's always been about Him, and it will always be about Him. You know, back in the day, there was this guy named Michael Jordan. If you're under the age of 20, you might not know who he is. And all the men over the age of 20, that's a shame, ain't it? There's this guy named Michael Jordan. He was pretty good. He was, he was part of the Chicago Bulls era, the, the, the dynasty. Man, I didn't realize we had so many Bulls fans. First service, too. You guys need to get together and throw a party. And uh, one night, Michael Jordan scored 69 points. And one of the bench players at the very end of the game was a blowout. One of the bench players shot two free throws that just didn't really make a difference to the game. I mean, they were winning either way. A couple weeks went by, and the reporter asked the bench player, said, hey, what was the highlight of your career? And he said, the highlight of my career was when Michael Jordan and I scored 71 points. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we're in this process, and there is a part that we've played in this. We did show up, and man, many people in this room, you have sacrificed. You, you sacrifice financially. You sacrifice physically. Um, we are sacrificing vulner, just our emotions and our vulnerability that, that I've been addressing today. But guys, it's all God. I mean, ours is like the two free throws that really didn't make a difference to the game. Like, it's always been Him. It'll always be Him. It's always been about Him. It's always going to be about Him. And man, I don't know about you, but that just finds rest in my soul. God's with us. He's not just figuratively with us. He's with us today. I love it. I love that even Emmanuel doesn't say God with you. It's God with us. With us. He's with me too, but he's with us. Now, I couldn't think of a better way to close our service out than to sing this song in just a second. It's called, I Will Look Up. And I just want to give you some of the words here. I asked the band to play this when I knew that I was going to be speaking this final message. This is what it says. It says, I will look up, for there is none above you. That's a great line. I love that. It says, I will bow down to tell you that I need you. And even right now, I mean, what an op- I mean, we need God today. We need him next week, just as much as we've ever needed him, right? And then it says, I will look back and see that you are faithful. We're going to look back and see that God's always been faithful. I will look ahead believing that you're able. It says, Jesus, Lord of all. Jesus, Lord of all. Would you stand your feet and would you join me as a, as a team leads us in this song, I will look